We are now entering the second week in Lent, and I am discovering that in order to get closer to Christ, we need to get closer to the church. But this is not easy during a pandemic when, for many, churches are closed or mass is not possible. TV mass is just not enough. So what do we do? How do we stay connected with the church when we don't have our weekly Sunday gathering? Well, first, I think that just going to Mass on Sundays is not enough. That is the bare minimum. If you really want to grow closer to Christ, you need to do more than just Mass once a week. And that's what's great about the pandemic because our bare minimum has been taken away. So we are having to rely on other things, things that we should have been doing all along, to help keep our faith active and alive. So, are you reading scripture every day? That's good, but are you doing it with the church? How to do that? Read the daily readings. Those are the readings that everyone all over the world is doing at Mass. So, it's reading scripture, but with the church. And read it with a commentary or a reflection written by someone who is in the church. It could be a contemporary author, But even better, how about a saint or a church father or pope? That way you're connecting with the two arms of the church, scripture and tradition. Every day, at the same time, in the same place, in prayer, scripture and something from tradition to help you get connected with the body of Christ, the church. Do it every day this Lent and you'll see how ready you'll be for Easter. I'm Deacon Pedro and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I am Billy Chan and I'm smiling. You are smiling <laughs> and not wearing a mask. Um, yes. But we're not together, so I guess that's okay. You're at home, I'm at my home. Um, Billy, I'm I'm amazed that we're already second week in Lent. Yes, and it's already like almost one year for, for, for working from home. It's almost one year, and it yeah. almost feels like we never got out of Lent last year. <laughs> <We're still> yeah, <laughs> you know, I actually miss the Easter Mass. I mean, the Easter yeah. visual, and uh, yes. really looking forward if we can I, keep it up and we can actually have a Mass this year. Yes, I hope so. Now, um, I'm sure that all the uh, dioceses and bishops are going to be putting out special uh, information about how to do those because, you know, you can't have candles. I suppose people can bring their own candles for the Easter Vigil. Um, uh-huh. um, and, and same with the Holy Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's no foot washing. That probably will not happen. Uh, and Good Friday, you, you can venerate the cross, but you can't touch it or kiss it. So there's a lot of things that are going to be uh, a little different. Um, uh, so as long as I can get into a church and I can see the Eucharist, I can meet him, I yes. can meet Jesus, that will be the best thing. Yes, yes. And I know that, um, and maybe people that are listening, just so that you know, so Billy lives in Toronto, and in Toronto, they still have a stay-at-home order. Yeah. I think churches are open. Some churches, you can go and spend some time in front of the Blessed Sacrament, but there's no Mass because you can't, you can only do it with 10 people. Um, so hopefully that will change before Easter. Um Billy, Danny Torquia is going to be with us today. Uh, Marketing. He's back with, with his, so, so in case people haven't figured it out. So, 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 so Danny is a marketing expert, but he's using all that he learned in marketing, giving us tips on how that applies to being a parent, raising your children. So 
Um, it, it's, it's very interesting. Now, today, Danny's going to talk to us about something, Billy, that I did not know what it was. And I don't know if you know, but it's called mimetic desire. Does that? Yeah, you're what making a that? Yeah, I know. So mimetic desire. I think it has something to do with imit- imitating the desire of others so that what we desire is based on the models, the people that we value. Um, yeah. So that's going to be very interesting. So mimetic desire, if anybody's interested in knowing about mimes- mimesis. So um, I'm copying somebody else, right? Something yes, like that? Yes, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, something like that. And I, and I can see how that can work in marketing and in parenting. Uh, so uh, if you want to know what that is, stick around and find out. That's going to be in about 10, uh, 10 or so minutes uh, right after our song. And then, Billy, you have a question. We're going to continue our conversation from last week. Yes, we are. Last week we talked about uh, what kind of cross that we should actually put up, and okay. how 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 to choose cross, right? Now I, you know, I'm still in the process of making my own prayer corner in my house, yes. so that I can be closer to God. And it's a Lent season. Mm-hmm. I think everyone wants to 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 have something in their house, right? So we will have a question about furniture again. <laughs> Yes, that'll that'll be good question about furniture. And I think that, I mean, Lent or not, it's always a good idea to have a little space corner or, you know, some people maybe can actually have have a have a chapel. Um, wow. Uh, a, you know, a space that's more like a chapel and, and that way you have a dedicated space. So we're going to be talking about that with Billy in about 15 minutes. And then, OK, so I'm going to say something, Billy, and you're going to tell me what you think. Catholic multimedia extravaganza. <laughs> I, you, you know, people cannot see my face. And when, when, you, when so, you say this, I don't know what is that. Okay, so multimedia, Catholic events, media. I think yeah. that, you know, at least I, I hear that and I think a concert, I think lights, video. So we're going to dedicate the whole second half hour of the show to a group, a ministry that's called Array of Hope. And Array of Hope is a group that is dedicated to sharing the beauty and truth of the Catholic faith through high quality media and events that are current, relevant, and engaging. So they will bring events. Well, they used to bring events to your parish, but now I think everything's online and virtual. Uh, Online events, podcasts, they have videos, virtual retreats, all kinds of things that can help you nourish your faith, I mean, or your whole parish nourish their faith um so they will do a whole event for your parish so we're gonna we're gonna find out about array of hope uh we're gonna be talking to the executive director mario costabile um who's gonna tell us all about his ministry and then um that's great that's great that's really good because of you know we are looking for retreats Yes, we are. And they will offer yeah. it. And again, I think that you could probably as an individual join in to whatever retreat they might be doing, but you can oh. bring in your whole parish. And what's great, Billy, is that you can be in Canada and be in this yeah. virtual retreat and there can be people in Hong Kong or in California or in New York. And it's Everywhere all together. In the world. It's, it's, so I think that that's kind of cool. I mean, that's those opportunities that we have to do things virtually. And then the musicians today also are from the same group, Array of Hope. So after I speak with Mario Costabile, I'm going to be speaking with uh, Lauren Costabile and Jack Garno. They're two of the musicians from Array of Hope. So they can uh, tell us all about what they do with their music. And we're going to be listening to some of their great music. So because I know that that's your favorite part of the show, Billy, the music. Yeah, music. I love music. I love I know it's great. (laughs) And we're very happy that we can play music in this program. So if people are not able to stick around for the end of the program or the rest of the show, just remember, you can always go to our website, slmedia.org. Uh, slash podcast and then you can listen to all our shows there so let's start with a song yes 
Here is a ray of hope with, I think, one of their original, original songs from when they started. It's called Hope Can Last Forever. Hope with Hope Can Last Forever. And we're going to be speaking with Mario Costabile, Jack Garno, and Lauren Costabile of Array of Hope in our second half hour. If you're not able to listen to the rest of the program, remember that you can stream or podcast all the Salt and Light Hour programs at our website, slmedia.org slash podcast. Now it's time for... 
Rearing Rebels with Danny Torquia. Danny, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Deacon Pedro. Happy to be with you. Yes, it's good to and uh, it's good to, to be with you and to be challenged with new words like mimetic from you. Mimetic desire. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are scratching their head. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we're talking about uh, topics that come from marketing or that are very much used in marketing and then seeing how we can be aware of them. Certainly yeah. for a felt self-defense mechanism, it's not a bad strategy um, because we know we're on the defensive a lot with the money being thrown at us with from marketers and right. the consumer society. Uh, but also to use it with our kids. So mimetic desire. Yeah, I can't. You've never heard of it. I have never heard of the word mimetic or the term mimetic desire, but you're going to explain all that to us, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think that uh, I had heard about it a little bit, but then a couple of years ago, uh, when when the 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 creator, the the, the philosopher behind uh, that concept passed away, uh, his name is was René Girard. And uh -huh. he's, he's well known, but I had heard about it in circles in marketing. But anyhow, um, if you Google René Girard or mimetic desire, mm -hmm. you'll see the details of, of and where it comes from. And there's a whole body of knowledge. But basically, at the end of the day, you'll know its application. Because every time you see uh, a handsome couple um, just lounging on the couch or walking on the beach in an ad, and you see that it, it, it looks like happy, handsome, very curated, manicured people. And of course, they will always reflect the audience demographic they're seeking. So I know car companies, you know, life insurance, bankers, um, alcohol, spirits companies use a lot of these um, images of people that we want to be like. Mm -hmm. Well, that comes from mimetic desire. And in, a sum in summary, what it is, and I think we all know it, is that the value that we put on something uh -huh. really doesn't come from the value intrinsic in that thing, but more of if it's valuable in the eyes of some other third person. And the third person that we will look to uh, in order to put value on something is someone that we most closely wish to resemble or think we resemble or want to resemble. So it could okay. be... It could, be a, it could be a person, my best friend, who I really love um, as a friend, and I, I want what he, what he wants. And you could see how that could lead um, to many things like desire and money and value and imitation, but also to conflict. Yeah, no, I can see that, especially when it's celebrities that we are modeling after. Um, sorry, I interrupted you, but I was curious to see how that applies to like your children. Right. Well, so I got to tell you, I mean, for my children, one simple way that it applies to them is, you know, I have one son who loves mangas. I didn't know what mm -hmm. that was, mm -hmm. uh, but now I know I, I, that's the cartoon type animation, I think, from Japan. Yep. Um, and so he's, he likes that aesthetic. He likes now. I don't know where that came from. It, it might have come from a friend and his appreciation and, uh, you know, affection to the friend. But bottom line is. When I'm trying to attract his attention to stories of the faith, I, uh, I believe it or not, I found great mangas on St. Philip Neri or mangas mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. on uh, St. Clair of Assisi. Yes and, yes. and and so that's helped him to satisfy his desire for this object. And, and he's cool with what we've shown him. And the kids, my kids now love these stories of the saints. And it's funny how the medium is the message because they really go to that um, those stories of St. Philip Neri and St. Clair of Assisi because 
they probably received the story in the form that they know, which is mangas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other things like they, they definitely uh, watch, uh, you know, the kids at school and other kids in their influence circle watch certain high quality programs. Well, we've tried to watch good stuff. Like we, I know Salt and Light has great programming. Like they really enjoyed Yes, Lord, a new mm-hmm. show that you have, which is very well done with a really cool graphics that relate to them. And the same thing with The Chosen, you know, a series yes. they might have seen um, on Jesus. So we try to make sure that they um, are, we're giving them faith in a form that is current in their circle of friends because we know that they're watching what others are watching Be- in form. Because their influence, they're so influenced by their friends that they will desire or value what their friends are desiring and value. That's what you're saying. Yeah, we know that they're going to follow others. And the other thing we try to do, of course, and this is not not new new technology uh, techniques rather, but we try so hard to find circles of friends and family units that might resemble ours, not necessarily in in anything like skin color or or it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be limited to religion. But it, it's very important to spend some time in the peripheries where we might be with complete in a, in a new environment for us, like spending time with the, with mm-hmm. the homeless or the elderly, you know, okay. we're all under 40, 50 in my house. But, yeah. but, but also finding time with, with, with groups that look like us and that eat like us. And that way they get a, a mix of various uh, influences that can then um, they can bring forward in their lives and have these uh, memories of people that look like them. And that they want to be like. Yeah, this is fascinating, Danny. And you know what? I think I want to continue this conversation next time we meet because it's making me think about what we value and how we form our values. And that obviously as parents applies directly to, to how do how do we help our children form their values? Um, and, and I know I can see a connection with mimetic desire, but I can also see how there might be other influences. And I'm wondering what you think about that, but maybe that's a question we can pose our listeners as well. What, as they're thinking about mimetic desire and thinking about parenting and thinking about their own experiences and how, what they value and how, how they develop those values. Well, one um, what, what of the things is taking them to different liturgies and taking them to see the, yeah, you've said that before. Yes. Oh. Yeah, because it's not only seeing different ways of praying and celebrating mass, but also to see different faithful. So uh, it yes. relates to diversity, uh, right? A common love of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Exposing them also to different things so that they are not just have a limited, you know, menu right. of, of of options. Okay, this is this is super interesting. I hope that everyone's finding it as interesting as as I am. Um, but but I do hope that we can continue this conversation. Uh, Danny Torquia, our public relations expert. He's all, he's the managing director of Torquia Communications. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Torquia, and you can read his blog at dialogueandgrace.com. Hi, I'm Andrea Thomas, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can send me an email, pedro at slmedia.org to let me know what you think of the show. Now it's time for... Church for Dummies. Church for Dummies with Billy Chan, who has more questions about furniture. I guess today it's really furniture that you want to talk about. Yes, it's really talking about furniture. Now, um, I see when you type uh, prayer corner in Google, you, uh-huh. you will see, you know, especially images, you will see a lot of different ideas. But some of them, I will say, is overwhelming. So there's a lot of like statues, a lot of icons, a uh-huh. lot of uh, candles. Uh, 
and a lot of crosses. You know, I see there, mm-hmm. there, there was there, there is a wall that is actually I think at least twenty crosses on wow. the wall. So I will say I would like to know. You know, how can we? Make a perfect corner. So I want to have a perfect corner that I can do prayer, uh, focus to Jesus, uh, to God, and I can, you know, just have a peaceful pace. Do yeah. you have any idea? Well, you know what I'm going to say because I always feel like I I, I, I say this that it, that it doesn't really it doesn't really matter as long as mm-hmm. what you have is something that's helping you enter into that into prayer into into that space. Of, of prayer um i i would say that that when you that having a candle i think for me is is nice it, it because mm-hmm. the candle not only is beautiful but it also creates an ambiance of, of prayer um, oh when, when you talk about candle do we yeah. have to do uh, a blessing of a candle so go to blast you, you don't you don't have to you don't have to okay. but it doesn't it doesn't hurt and it's easy to just take a candle to your priest or your deacon and they can bless it i can bless any candles you want billy um <laughs> uh but it doesn't have to be blessed you can have a little candle and and you know some some candles i know you go to the dollar store and you get all these candles with with the picture of our lady of guadalupe or something i mean yeah if you have a devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe or to St. Joseph, that, that's okay, but it doesn't have to be. It can be a little candle, you know, a little white candle. It, it does or a votive candle. It doesn't have to be anything, anything special or, or, or big or, 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 or elaborate. And you certainly don't need 10 candles. You, one little candle is enough. Okay. Um, How about uh, uh, statues? Well, places? yeah, statues, I, I think, are also, are also good. If you have a particular devotion, like this year's, the year of St. Joseph, I have a devotion to St. Joseph and I have a statue of St. Joseph. And in fact, this year I kept my, I have a nativity uh, statue that's Joseph, Mary and the baby Jesus. And I've, I'm leaving it out the whole year because mm. it's, a sta- it's a statue, but it's reminding me of the Holy Family. Um, so anything again that reminds you, but again, I don't think you need 14 statues you know, one, one little <laughs> statue might be enough. If you have a crucifix, maybe having a statue, it feels like it's too much. Like, are you going to focus mm-hmm. on Jesus? Now you mentioned icons and, and for some of our listeners, maybe icons are not part of their tradition. And I mean, mm-hmm. by icon, I mean the actual like icon, the Ukrainian or, or, or yeah. Orthodox icons. Orthodox icon. Um, um, I have a wall in my entrance. It's not a prayer corner, but, uh, and all the icons that have been given to me, I've put around my door. So there's an icon of St. Peter, an icon of, of the, uh, the, 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 the disciples on the way to Emmaus and, and a few others, um, St. Francis. So I think that the icons, there's something prayerful about icons that really draw you in. Um, so maybe, and again, don't, you don't need a massive icon, a little icon, maybe that's it. But if you have an icon, I don't know if you need a statue, you mm. know, it's like you, you don't want them competing with each other. You want something, you want to create a space that is neat, that is tidy, that is clean, obviously, and that is beautiful. Yeah. And maybe Billy, maybe, maybe your, your nephew drew a, a picture and it's him and Jesus. Maybe the picture oh. goes on the wall because that's helping you draw closer to so basically we are not doing a museum or we are not doing uh, making a a chapel no so uh, there's another question about uh, eucharist so can we uh, put the eucharist no uh, on uh, at home no (laughs) no 
No, oh. <laughs> for you, for you to have, and some people do, some people have chapels with, with tabernacles in their home. They, you need permission from your Bishop to do that. And your oh. Bishop probably will not give you permission. Um, so a priest. So that's why yes. every time you uh, receive a communion, you have to put it in your mouth. You, you have to receive it. Now, if you're allowed to, let's say during the pandemic, there were occasions where uh, uh, parishioners would bring communion to their to their spouse to their at home or their family, and they actually asked if they could take theirs as well so that they could consume it together with their family. Oh, and and we, okay, that, we're okay with nice. that, but you take it home, you do your little communion service, and you consume it right away. So you're not keeping it. So I can't give you 10 hosts so that you can take home and then consume them for the next 10 weeks. Um, that, that should not be appropriate. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's so, good. That's good. So I think a very simple space, uh, very clean, one yes. candle, one cross serve the purpose of a perfect uh, prayer corner. Absolutely. And it, with a nice chair, maybe there's a little table. You can keep your Bible there. Maybe you have a prayer book or a devotional. Or if you do the liturgy of the hours, your breviary is there. But but other than that, you know, maybe some people have a, a, a music player so they can play music uh, while they pray. Anything that's going to help you enter into that prayerful space. That's great. Thank you, Deacon Pedro. You're very welcome, Billy Chan, our webmaster here at slmedia.org. You can follow him at Chan. Coming up in our second half hour, Catholic multimedia extravaganza with Array of Hope. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. I think that all of us who work in parishes or are involved in parish life can appreciate the need for groups that you can bring to lead a retreat or a parish mission. I think every year for Advent and Lent, parishes are looking for those parish mission opportunities. Most of the time we can find a really good speaker, but it's not always that we can find a whole package deal with speakers, presenters, music, heck, the whole show. That's what Array of Hope provides. Well, that's how Array of Hope began. Now they've grown into a full-blown ministry that creates not only high-quality events that you can bring to your parish, but also high-quality films and music. And to tell us all about it, I am now joined by Mario Costabile. He's the executive director and founder of Array of Hope. Mario, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Hello, how are you? So great to be here with you. It's good. Yes, it's good to have you. Um, after all, I've heard about Array of Hope so many years ago when you guys were beginning. Wow. And it's so exciting to see how it's evolved. And I know I know that a lot of it has had to do with the reality of last year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But let's start at the beginning. How did Array of Hope begin? Well, uh, by trade, I'm a music and film producer, and um, I've been doing that for about 40 years. And, and the beginning of Array of Hope sort of aligned or correlated with my desire to know Christ mm -hmm. better and to understand the Catholic Church. So that's a whole nother interview. Uh, but right. <laughs> uh, in, in short form, essentially, um, I was uh, being called uh, to share my gifts with the church 
because I felt that uh, I, I could make a difference in conveying the beauty of what the church is. And that's through media, through events, mm -hmm. through concerts, through music. So I took what I did in the secular world and sort of did the same thing with the Catholic message. So we would create uh, our first event was at a, you know, a regular uh, parish gymnasium. Uh, and we went in there with lighting and sound and effects and screens and kind of like, you know, really tried to make a very uh, impression, a big impression mm -hmm. with a lot of visuals and stimulus to get them to get, really get their attention, but then reveal the beauty of the faith through witness, through sharing. Right. Uh, and it kind of snowballed. And, and as we experienced more audiences, we developed and harnessed the message or rather the conduit of the message a little bit more tighter uh, and became very deliberate in how we uh, shared the faith. Uh, we developed themes mm -hmm. through our events. And then we started to get involved in retreats and confirmation right. retreats. So that was sort of like the first few years of Array of Hope and how it started. Yeah. And I want to get into that in a little bit more. But I'm curious about the name Array of Hope. Ah. Where does that title come from? Uh, not too many people ask that. And, and it's it's more uh, of the way it's spelt, actually. It's A-R-R-A-Y. Right. Um, the idea came from, uh, we were playing with words. And I know that from understanding equipment from uh, from my music background is that an array uh, of speakers, let's say, in a concert setting. Right. There's a multiple of speakers that work in tandem to create a unified sound. So my idea was, we're all individuals, right? We're all our own separate speaker, but if we all work together, we can really proclaim a united front, essentially the body of Christ, right? Okay. Uh, and, and all be united as a church. So it's right. kind of like a hidden meaning. Not many people ask that, but uh, I'm glad you did because essentially we are all on the same journey, right? We're all together to try to seek and find who God is. And, and we're all going to end up hopefully, you know, in heaven. Yes. Uh, and our mission here on earth is to get one another uh, to, to salvation, right? Yeah. So uh, that was the idea of Array of Hope. And I said, you know, this means this is cool. Mm. And the idea of hope is that hope is that something that is promised to us by Christ. You know, uh, everyone thinks mm -hmm. that we're, let's, let's hope that the, the Mets win the Super Bowl. Let's hope that the Giants win, I'm sorry, the yeah. Mets win the World Series. <laughs> The Giants win the Super Bowl. Uh, but the idea, the the true meaning of the virtue of hope is that we're we're trusting in God's promises that are going to be revealed and come true. Yeah. So uh, it's a combination of things, but that's sort of the idea. I love that. God, to be united with God, that yep. we're all going to be do this together. And we yeah. believe that it's going to happen and need to trust. Yes, I love that. I'm glad I asked because I, I had not thought of that connection between an array of speakers. Mm. And that is so true, of course. Hope kind of captures your mission, I think, what you hope to do. So with all these offerings that I wanted to ask you about, so I know the you have the Array of Hope concert that you started with, yeah. Um, but you also are producing films and music, so you have retreats. Yeah. So can you tell us quickly, if I went to kind of if I went through the menu, if I wanted to bring sure. an event to my parish, what what is there? Yeah. So when when COVID hit in March uh, of last year. Uh, on average, we did somewhere between 40 to 50, 55 events a year. And when COVID hit, that all went away. Mm. So we had to figure it out as an organization how we can still exist and be relevant in the church and help the church. So we developed this virtual platform that really mimics, almost emulates to a T, the live interactive experience that Array of Hope would bring to a parish or a diocese or a theater. So really how yep. people could bring us in today right now 
now is through our virtual platform, which is music, witness. Uh, we engage with them. We have a virtual stage, not not really that much different than the way you and I are talking. The people uh -huh. go into a virtual green room and we bring them yeah. in live to the event. So uh, it's really exciting. And in that way, we are doing uh, concerts, retreats, missions, mm. Lent retreats, all that kind of stuff. And the exciting thing is that we're doing them all over the country. So we can certainly serve Canada. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But we don't even have to get on a plane or drive. Exactly. I can imagine that it's much more affordable for parishes. That's right. That's right. And and you really would get a good sense of the array of hope experience. Mm. So so all the all the offerings that you have, the retreats, the 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 family of hope package, all that stuff, it is now available virtually. 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 It, yeah. Yeah. So I think that people are now used to sort of that virtual reality. They understand what you mean, so it's accessible, it's easy to uh, to make work. Is it affordable? How much would something like that cost for a parish? Yeah, yeah it, it really, it, it has, uh, our um, our arrangement hasn't really changed. Before COVID, we would set up a stipend or an mm -hmm. agreement that, uh, what you know, that would, um, uh, that we would agree upon and then Ray of Hope will go mm -hmm. in and do it. Uh, today, though, there's a lot of parishes that really can't afford uh, the number that we might need to at least yeah. break even because we are a nonprofit. So what we, we developed a plan that it's like a per person or per family registrant. And what okay. we do is we co-op a multiple of parishes and or dioceses together yeah. to an event to make it work. So like, for okay. example, last week we did uh, an event, I think it was a confirmation retreat, and we had kids from uh, New York, uh, Boston, mm. California, Texas, and Florida, and I think a couple of other states all in one spot. Nice. And it actually creates another opportunity for kids and, and parents to interact, yeah. via chat and you're sharing. So, um, so, in answer to your question, uh, it's either a, a stipend, yep. a set of okay. agreement, or a per person yes. rate. That's yeah. nominal. You know, that's like fifteen dollars, mm -hmm. twenty dollars a person. Yes, something that everyone yeah. could afford. Thank you for saying that, and I'm glad again those opportunities that would have never thought of that you can now have a retreat with young people from New York and okay. California all together, and and that's a great way to to spread the wealth and share the cost. Um, and I might, and not to interrupt, but yeah. it, it would be awesome if we did a retreat with Canadians huh. and from the states. That would be fun. I that mean, that would, would be that. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'll make sure I'll uh, I'll pass on the message. Pass, pass yes. on the message. There are parishes everywhere looking for this same kind of thing. So you have your team. You mentioned it's a nonprofit. Part of your team also involves, like you know, you have your spiritual advisors or or mm -hmm. theologians. Yeah. So the whole content, it's all not, it's not just Mario's theology. It's, no, no, it's no. all very in sync with the church. You have your approval of your bishop. Um, yeah. How? I think that, I think in a little bit when we, when we were going to be speaking with two of your presenters and musicians, Jack and Lauren, um, one of the questions I have for them is kind of sort of understand how, how the content comes together Um uh, so maybe sure. maybe I'll let them answer that question because that's something I'm curious about. But it's important for people to know that that you're completely supported by by your ordinary, by your bishop. Sure, you're not uh, just sort of a fringe, yeah, uh, yeah. fringe group on uh, of the church. 
So it's totally bona fide. It, you're approved by your diocese, and it's always approved for the whole country. Uh, absolutely, and uh, we're endorsed by many bishops, uh, mm. and uh, we, we have a, a governing board. Uh, we just brought in. Uh, it's funny that you should mention. It's it's not it's not my, you know, my program. I mean, uh, really, we follow the Catechism of the Catholic Church. We mm -hmm. follow the the doctrine mm -hmm. uh, and the tradition of the Catholic Church, and we brought in a director of theology, mm. a doctorate yes. in theology. And uh, Dr. David Heideck has really bumped up the, really the content level in our organization over the past year uh, tenfold. Yeah. So we have a podcast mm -hmm. and we've, you know, we're interviewing all well-known presenters and theologians across the country. Uh, and we wouldn't be able to do that without right. him uh, because I'm not a theologian uh, and nor do I have any training uh, in theology. Oh. I mean, I was brought to this really through inspiration uh, through the Holy Spirit, and I said, "Well, you know, I'm going to be obedient to this calling and and go for it, uh, and allow God to work in me. Uh, that uh, what I say is yeah. is what He wants me to say." Yes, no, wonderful, and that's a great partnership because you bring in the whole professional production side, and that's important. Mm -hmm. The medium is the message, you know, right? So without the medium, you can't that that message is is a lot harder to convey that message. Um, Mario. I want to take a little break here. We're going to play a song, but for anybody tuning in at this point, I'm speaking with Mario Castabil. He's the executive director of Array of Hope. You can check out their website, arrayofhope.net, but we're going to continue with Array of Hope uh, as two of their presenters and musicians will be joining us now, Jack Gardno and Lauren Castabil. But first, let's, um, Mario, we're going to play a song. Oh. So this is If I Could See Through Your Eyes from the wonderful, talented team from Array of Hope.
that was a ray of hope with if I could see through your eyes. And as I'm sure you figured out from our previous conversation, music is a huge part of a ray of hope. What they do could not be done without great music. And so to tell us more about the music side of what they do, and so you can get a sense of the kind of people that are behind the music and presenting at all the Array of Hope events, Mario and I are now joined by Lauren Costabile and Jack Garneau, two of the presenters and musicians. Uh, Jack, Lauren, welcome. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Hi. Thanks for, so, having, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, I think disclaimer right off the top, which is say, Lauren, you are Mario's daughter. Yes. So that people aren't trying to figure out how you got involved. But I am curious, how sure. did you guys get involved? Was this like, were you already doing music? Maybe I'll start with Jack, actually. How did you get involved since you're not part of the family? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been a, a musician all my life. I, I've, I've played guitar pretty much all my life. And uh, yeah. I, I, I went to school for audio engineering and, and music production. Okay. And I was freelancing uh, for a while out of college, um, performing and, and engineering. Mm -hmm. And my uh, our video editor here, actually, Nick, I had grown up with him. Ooh. And he was actually my confirmation sponsor. Oh, my gosh. Uh, believe it or not. And um, we reconnected uh, after we both got out of college. And he, he had been working up here for a ray of hope as the video editor. Okay. And uh, he knew I played guitar and Mario and the band was looking for a guitarist. Mm -hmm. So uh, Nick brought me up here to audition one day and I guess I yeah. made the cut. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I was involved for a couple of years just on the events playing playing okay. guitar. And then uh, after a couple of years, um, Mario asked me to uh, come on as the production manager okay. to handle all of the music production and audio assets so uh, thanks be to god i'm, I'm very blessed to yeah. be able to you know be here doing doing what i love for such an amazing organization and for the glory of god amazing so. amazing yeah it's great when all your talents and gifts come together um yeah. lauren let me ask you because um jack mentioned that he was a presenter but he's also a musician and now he's production manager so there's a team tell me about that team we know you have the boss, you know, Mr. Mario, the executive director, but then there's a production team, the presenters. Tell me a little bit about how all that works. Who works for a ray of hope? Sure. It's a, uh, it's a fun uh, team of like a bunch of just faith filled, joyful, um, yep. young adults. Um, my dad and my dad um, <laughs> in heart in spirit <laughs> yes at heart <laughs> no but i think i think uh it's really cool because there are so many different people on the team so we have the presenters um that speak at the events we have the music team we also have you know social media team and marketing mm -hmm. and all these different uh facets of what we do uh, but the beautiful thing is that we can all take our gifts and talents um, and kind of recognize that and work together um, to create this, uh, yeah, like beautiful team uh, for the glory of God. So it is a super fun environment to work in uh, because everyone is really calling each other higher mm. uh, within the context of the ministry, um, just as individuals. And then when you bring us together, I mean, it's it's just really something very beautiful. Yeah. One, well, it sounds like it is. So Jack, so when you guys are, let's say, writing a song, like let's say one of the songs we just heard how does that process like do you mm -hmm. get the musicians kind of get together do you have anyone who is like the composer or is that also yeah a team I, effort? I, 
Mario is is the main composer of the music. Um, oh, yeah. Mario, um, good. And I know uh, some of the some of the music uh, as as we heard earlier. If you if I could see through your eyes, that's a that's a combination of Mario and 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 I I know Lauren um, contributed to the lyrics there. So it's okay. it's a combination. But musically, Mario does most of the writing. And and uh, ever since I hopped on board, he'll. He'll, uh, we'll work together uh, to start an idea. He'll um, lay down some of the keyboard parts, some of the ideas, some of the guitar parts, a uh, drum beat, and say, "Here, Jack, this is this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm working with." And uh, you know, maybe just polish it up a little bit, throw mm -hmm. some of your your own spin on it, bring it back to me, and so I bring it back to Mario, and and we continue to work on it. We bring in our vocalists, um, we bring in uh, drums. Uh, I'll, I'll play bass on a song, I'll play guitar okay. on a song, um, yeah. and that's that's how it comes together. And, and right, and, yeah. And and Lauren, do you guys have like a band? I know that there's a, there's a six of you that are yeah. presenters, but I guess there's a whole band behind you. Yeah. So there's uh, there's six of us presenters, but we're also we're all the band as well. Oh, okay. So singers, musicians, and just to piggyback on what Jack said, uh, we do have writing sessions and times where we get together um, as the mm -hmm. band as well, um, in addition to my dad writing mm -hmm. things also. Um, and I think we're able to, um, yeah, take our own experiences or things that are inspiring us and bringing it to the table of saying, hey, you know, this is something I just experienced. I think people really um, need to know about this or they need to, you know, it could help them in their own faith walk, something that maybe I experienced or another band member, and we kind of collaborate in yeah. that sense. Um, as well, because it is a team effort, like we uh -huh. said before. So it's it's very cool because everyone has their own story and their own walk of faith. So how yes. that kind of flows together, um, mm -hmm. yeah, and how that comes out. How everyone plays their own individual role, but we're stronger together. Exactly, so. and of course that array that that Mario was yeah. was talking yeah. about in the previous interview. And I, I just want to add something to that too. You know, although I've been doing this kind of production my whole life. Um, I'm very reliant on the team because I believe in peer-to-peer -peer ministry and these guys are young. You know, I might be able to write a song or create something, but, you know, Jack really brings it to the whole nother level and, and brings it to a youthful, uh, you know, to a, a sound that's, you know, relevant and contemporary where, you know, I'm still, my head's still in the seventies and the eighties, you know what I mean? Yeah. So is mine. <laughs> so compositionally, you know, I can do that, but I think, uh, you know, Jack has really developed and really brought things to a whole nother level, mm. which I'm really excited about. And I, I enjoy that so much. And so, uh, the team is really, uh, all compri yeah. comprised of, you know, everyone really contributing in a very unique, beautiful right. way. Right Now, Lauren, would you, I mean, you mentioned that you guys, you, you play the instruments as well. So was that something that you wanted to do growing up? Did a ray of hope already exist when you were growing up that you thought, oh, that's what I want to do when I grow up? Yeah, it's funny. I sing. So actually, I think I'm the only one that does play an instrument on the team. Uh, the black, black <laughs> okay. sheep of the family here. It's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we all, um, like I said, kind of bring our own gifts and talents. But growing up, my whole family was always musical. So yeah, I think I was kind of born into a ray of hope in a sense, um, mm. which is awesome and so much fun. Uh, music has always been a huge part of our family, a huge part of our faith. Um, right. And yeah, to be able to do that like with our family and now everyone that comes along becomes, we say, like part of the family. Mm. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I think it's funny how we've been given gifts and talents and we don't always see that God wants to use them. Maybe we want to use them for own selfish purposes or for yeah. things that plans that maybe we thought we had, but it's been really beautiful to see, okay, no, you know, I tell myself like God has given me these gifts and talents and he wants me to use them for his purpose. But no, mm -hmm. I didn't know that we would be doing this. I don't think, I think my dad could tell you the same that, uh, that's, I mean, maybe to some regard with music. Yeah. But with the faith, but that's how God works. When you're yes. willing to say yes to what he's asking Amen. you, that's, he surprises you in really awesome ways. Mm, absolutely. I, I love how the whole collaboration, and I presume that that's also how you come up with a content that's not music. So uh, maybe with just one yes. last question, is there someone, if there's someone listening in a parish and they're thinking, this is exactly what my parish needs, like this content, would you create content that's specific so you can work with the parish with that person to create content that is very specific to the needs of the people who I guess who are hiring you is that something that you would do maybe Mario wants to answer yeah I mean we have um, I call them modules we have sort of set sort of approaches and, and subject matters that we okay, handle right. but often people will ask us well you know we want to talk about the social teachings of the mm -hmm. Catholic Church or we want to talk about the importance of you know what to do during Lent so we could certainly modify okay. things to accommodate a parish right. or a, a diocese and we kind of do that all the time so uh, we sort of have our template and then we make adjustments okay and I presume like Lauren was saying it's always it's always always growing because everybody's bringing in their own experiences and I'm sure a lot there's a lot of growth in the last year I'm sure yeah absolutely okay guys so this has been super super great I'm so happy to have all three of you it's not usual that I have three people on at the same time um, but thank you for those <laughs> listening uh, we just spoke with Mario Costabile the executive director of Array of Hope and with him were Jack Garno and Lauren Costabile from Array of Hope you can learn more about Array of Hope and find out how you can bring their events virtual or not because it's not going to be virtual forever to your parish or community at their website arrayofhope.net and if you missed any part of our conversation or to listen to the rest of the program, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs on our website, slmedia.org slash podcast. Here now is a ray of hope with Rise Up.
listening to Array of Hope with Rise Up. And that will bring us to the end of our program this week. Remember that you can always reach me via email, pedro at slmedia.org, and also through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just look for Deacon Pedro. And also remember that if you missed any part of the show today, you can stream or podcast all our programs at our website, slmedia.org slash podcast. And that's also where we post links to our artists or guests so you can find them and support them. Thank you for being with us today. May you continue having a blessed Lenten journey. And please continue to take care of yourselves and of each other and pray for each other. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour. Are you struggling to believe?